Hi, and welcome back to episode 15 of the Big Gate Comfy Couch podcast. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for listening. Hogwarts Legacy has finally been released. I know there's been a lot of uh, hype over it. For those that don't know, um, it's basically like a, kind of like a, an open world uh, concept of Hogwarts in a way. I think a lot of it's more like multiplayer and campaign, but it basically brings... Harry Potter, the Harry Potter world, and Hogwarts to life. And I think it's going to be pretty popular. There's definitely a lot of hype and a lot of controversy around it as well. And I've seen a lot of groups and things like that uh, talking about why they're not going to play the game. Yeah, and I would say, you know, there's um, there's definitely a group of uh, gay gamers that we are a part of. And one of the posts was to kind of boycott the game as a whole that was the stance uh, that was taken to in light of jk rowling and uh the stant her transphobic stances so i think this is what like sparked like a general uh conversation for us on kind of what it all means and the story behind it and the impacts uh that it has on different communities just getting into the context of the game I think it's kind of like a part two or a more fleshed out version of Pottermore. Did you ever play that? No, I did not. Do you know about Pottermore? No, not really. Um, so I think it came out maybe about like 10 years ago. So quite a while ago. And it was kind of a concept that JK Rowling came up with where um, she wanted to bring the stories to life in a more interactive way. So she invented this website called Pottermore. And basically you could sign on, you'd go through sort of these like visuals and you get to be sorted into your house based on some questions that you answered. You'd get to go to potions class. Uh, you'd get to go to different places in this world, but it wasn't like fully fleshed out. Like it was still a website. Um, but I think what was attractive about it is obviously people who are huge fans of the stories were able to kind of interact with it by being sorted themselves, seeing what house they would fall in. And also she would release little tidbits of new information about the universe and stuff that weren't in the book. So you'd get a little more like story as well. And I think that appealed to a lot of people, but I believe now Pottermore has been closed down for a few years. The website um, I played, I didn't love, it was fun being sorted, but I didn't love the game as a whole. Yeah. Um, but Hogwarts Legacy almost seems like a more fleshed out version of it where it's, you know, it's better graphics. It's like a purchased game. Um, it seems like you might be like fighting some like mythical creatures, things like that. Yeah. Doing spells. It's more of like a immersive game, I would say, mm -hmm. but still has those elements of story and things like that. Now, I haven't played it and I'm not sure if I will. What about you? Um, yeah, I don't know for me. I mean, I'm curious to see like what the perspective is on it. I don't know. Yeah. Like if you, you really want to like, you know, you put your dollars where, where you want to kind of support. And I mean, that begs like the big question of just like, is purchasing the game and playing the game, um, you know, supporting the brand of Harry Potter versus, um, supporting JK Rowling as like a person um, because 
yeah, it's like, it can be very like, an, it's an interesting topic, but like the way, the, the one thing that I like see is that like, you know, a lot of things involving Disney, like people are obsessed with Disney and they love Disney because if there's so much positivity, kids have a great time. There's Disney adults who like live to like go to Disney and like experience that magic. But behind Disney is like a very well-known, like racist, misogynistic, um, Nazi sympathizer. So it's like those things do encase in the man Walt Disney, but what he created and the brand that goes on in the public company is like very positive. So it's like depends on if you want to take the the route of like not supporting like a transphobic woman or do you want to support this like positive, very creative open world that brings a lot of kids and you know adults as we are now because we grew up with harry potter and the books and the movies brings you know a lot of people joy um so yeah that's kind of like where i kind of sit with it where it's like you really have to make a choice are you going to choose the the brands that it that exist in the world that they've created or are you going to focus on the person behind that and not supporting them um because i mean my perspective is that I don't think not, I don't know how much not buying or buying like really affects JK Rowling's like life in any sense. I think she's still going to live like the same life that she is. It's not like life changing money to her like anymore, but I do think a lot of her money eventually will go to a lot of good causes, um, in some capacity. So, or going into like building more infrastructure for Harry, Harry Potter and Harry Potter world that brings more people like joy and happiness so it's like i do think like you have to let like kind of view it in two worlds like it's like millions of people being like happy and being being brought joy and especially through like a lot of like financial literacy and bringing kids back into like reading or is it just like one portion which i don't agree with anything that she said but like like of saying things that are necessarily transphobic you know you kind of like i think they're going to exist like Harry Potter is going to go on to exist regardless of if it's like on board with JK Rowling or not the same way, like Apple went on without Steve jobs at one point, they did bring him back, but it did go on to exist the same way. Like most major corporations go on without their owners or founders. Yeah. For context, as you were saying, our generation is the generation that was brought up with Harry Potter. I think mm-hmm. the first book came out when we were probably pretty young kids. Um, and then we grew up with like the release parties at the bookstore where mm-hmm. the new book was coming out. Uh, I remember like I had a birthday party for when the first movie came out and I got to have like a private room and we all ate pizza and wanted it just, it was part of our childhood. And I think it's at a point now where the story and the ideas are kind of so much bigger than just JK Rowling herself. And I think people do recognize that. Like, I think lots of people are trying to find ways to enjoy the stories without supporting her, which is like an interesting line to walk because Mm -hmm. I was reading about someone who's buying up used copies of the book and what they're doing is they're redoing the cover so that it doesn't include JK Rowling's name on it. And then they're selling those to people that want to enjoy the stories. Mm. Um, So because they're bought secondhand, like no more money is going to JK Rowling. 
Yeah. Um, but people can still enjoy the stories. And how did you feel when you first kind of heard about the comments that JK Rowling uh, made? I think, yeah, I think I was pretty, sh- like, I mean, shocked. Not like shocked, like, I don't, I read the article, like, in like what she had said, and I was surprised. Um, I think the biggest thing is like, I'm just, when it comes to someone, when it comes to someone that gets like a platform and a lot of power, it's interesting, like the decisions that they make and like the kind of stances that they take and then decide to like be very firm on and like, fair enough, like she can, you know, make like her own choices. But I do think it's like an interesting like sword to die on to be like, no, like what I've been like what I've experienced as a woman is so unique to me that like I can't include trans women like in that that bubble. And I'm like, in my view, I'm just like like someone like being like transitioning to a woman doesn't take away from like your experience if they want to identify as a woman. Like you still have an experience as as a woman and that's like fine. But it's like at the end of the day, like we we design this gender construct based off of like just purely human like instinct like we decided what a male was what a female was and like that was like it so it's not really like like making that like very binary to like what your like what your like born like like sexual parts are is like unique to like the human experience that's not necessarily like something that has always like existed and we know exists for sure so I think, yeah, when you like read something like that, it really like just like does give um, a perspective of, I don't know, I, w- I don't want to say like out of touch, but just like how unreal it is. It's like, why are you even like picking this perspective? But like, why are you on Twitter, like tweeting this stuff, like saying these things, like nothing good is going to come from like th- these tweets. And I think for like context basically the first thing that tipped us off was jk rowling talking um commenting on um was it a scholarly article talking it was basically referencing like basically humans who menstruate yeah it said people who menstruate yeah. in this article or yeah and then her basically saying like oh we used to have like a name for that and then like being like a woman like a woman like basically like referring to like oh like insinuating that it, like it's a woman um and i don't know the commentary around it obviously is like transphobic because you can still have like men who have transitioned and still menstruate and like that's like like how you know they exist and choose to exist but they also identify as a woman so it's like but i don't know how much like like that necessarily like takes away from her experience as a woman because it's like yes you have experience as a woman but it's like there's so many layers to everyone's like human experience too like a black woman has a specific experience a disabled woman and they're all like experiences of a woman but it's not it's not like including trans women in that experience like being inclusive takes away from your own like experience right like you're not like i think there's just an interesting like perspective when you're you know a, priv- a privileged cis white woman to like basically if there's anything that's different like ultimately like you feel like you have the like upper hand power to say like well no like this isn't how it should be 
because I say so. And it's like, I don't really like, yeah, agree with it. And I just think she's using a little bit of like her money and power and status to like, I don't know, be on that platform. And I don't know if she's done it. Like she hasn't done it in like a very like offensive way in her perspective. It still is very offensive, but, um, I just do like, yeah, disagree with like how it came about. And it just seems like there's so many more important things that could be tackled with someone of her stature and wealth to, you know, eradicate many of the diseases that we have on earth, you know, ensure that children have something to eat. Like, I feel like how could, like, if you have multi-million dollars or billions of dollars, how are you not just like, I need to get like, you know, food to like every child and make sure there's not any like starving children in the world. Like that's something I'm going to tweet about. Like not like what she, like what she's done like in the past. So I don't know, different perspective, but yeah, when I first heard about it, um, I just found the whole thing quite confusing because she made that comment that implied that people who menstruate are always called women, which is excluding trans people, trans men who might menstruate etc. But then she also made another comment saying that she something to the effect of that she has friends who are transgender and she like loves and supports them and would stand up for them if they were being discriminated against on the basis of being trans. And so here she is on one hand saying like transgender people mm-hmm. are like she's kind of invalidating them. Mm-hmm. And then on the other hand saying that she loves and supports them. And so I feel like she's trying to kind of play two sides of it it's like i almost made the comparison of like some like coming out to someone and then being like and it being like a guy and being like yeah that's cool man like i love that but like just like don't like don't hit on don't hit on me yeah don't be attracted to me and it's just like it's like you have to say it's not full acceptance is the bottom line it's not no and so i can't imagine how that would feel for someone who was transgender growing up and loved those books. And I actually happened mm. to know a couple people from my childhood that I know were really interested, like really into Harry Potter who mm. are, who are now transgender and have, have transitioned. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking about them. And like, it makes me feel so sad that they might feel like something that was such a big part of their heart in their childhood. Um, kind of got thrown back in their face. Mm-hmm. And it also doesn't make sense to me because it kind of turns on its head or flips on its head the impression I had of J.K. Rowling because I always thought of her as a very, like, well-articulated, thoughtful person who'd been through hardship, Mm -hmm. things like this. And I don't know. It just isn't thoughtful and well-articulated to exclude people on the basis of their, like, of anything, really, discriminating it discriminate against people Mm -hmm. and so yeah that whole thing sucks i think this whole thing just sucks for the harry potter universe and i think even like we read like the actors like um the first one to come out with a statement about it was daniel radcliffe Radcliffe. um all the main characters basically yeah then then emma watson then the only one that's like over 60 yeah it's like i didn't think what she said was very (laughs) offensive (laughs) it's like i'm sure like Okay, Someone wouldn't grin. say something that's racist, like, and they're 80 years old, wouldn't find that, like, offensive. But it's like, no, it's still yeah. offensive. You're just stuck in a different era. So I hate to break it to you, but you're not, like, the, the judge on this topic. Yeah. 
but, but thanks you don't, for chiming you don't, in. You don't speak for like the entire like like I don't know community. And neither do we, and neither does any one no. person. But like I think, but just anything, the number of people who've been kind of hurt by these comments says a lot about. It's just like the, but you have to like understand where like there's just like a benchmark of like is this hurting you or is this hurting another person and if it's not hurting you is it hurting the other person then if it is then it's wrong right like where it's like it's not hurting jk rowling for someone to like for an article to like include like transgender people like like trans like people who menstruate in don't identify like either in their like you know born sex and like it's just interesting because she takes it like that and then like it's like she takes it internally where it's like you could have just left that article as is and been like that's an interesting like perspective and like and even if you don't agree on it it's like why are you like tweeting about it and knowing that a lot of the followers that you have are like young people who like that's probably gonna hurt in like into to some like effect where it's like it's not it wasn't like an article that said like jk rowling's the worst person ever and it's like okay you you can like comment on that if you think that it's like not false but it's like has nothing to do with like you necessarily it was only just like an inclusive article yeah and and it just seems like rather than taking kind of the feedback or the backlash from her comments into account and apologizing or at least just stop commenting on the issue if you're going to be like that um it's like it just seems to push her further and further down this road of like but everyone kind of being nasty yeah but everyone has like i don't know everyone there's that stereotypical like aunt or uncle who just like you can't convince otherwise and if you press them more they just like double down on like whatever yeah that's that's exactly it it feels like she's doubling down on it and then you know most recently what did she say like she like what does she say? She cries into her royalty checks or yeah. something like that. It's just making like sassy remarks. It's like, okay, we get it. You're a billionaire and you're not going to lose your job or your well-being from saying think, these things. But then it's like, then why? Like, I think it's hard when you've been in that. Cause she's obviously been in that like space for so long because of it's probably been like what, 15, 20 years of her being in like the ultra wealthy class that like, I guess you just get these like, ideas like pretty concrete kind of you know in your mind but i think it's like it doesn't help her legacy like i think her legacy is tarnished in a major way regardless especially when like i think we have an idea of how like wrong like we have a pretty good idea of how wrong it is to like use that type of language but it seems like it's it's always like that older generation that doesn't really see what's wrong with like the way they treat people or what they say because at like their like older times, like it was fine. So they, they just like they don't maybe not everyone, not everyone from that generation, like don't want to like kind of like quote unquote get with the times. But it's like just be like respectful. Like I don't know. Yeah. Like, how do you think someone that's trans is gonna take that tweet or see that comment and it's like and be like, ah yes, like that's nice. Like they're not. And it's like you just like don't need to say that, and especially to like talk about like your wealth as like uh like I don't really like care kind of what you think is like wrong. And, it's like, just arrogant, yeah. Really. It's know. being arrogant. So back to the discussion about 
you know, kind of separating art from the artist and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I don't know if whether or not you play Harry Potter Legacy is going to have any tangible effect on J.K. Rowling. So I don't know who it's hurting more if you really wanted to play it and you're not playing it because of the comments. Like, I don't know. I I don't know the answer to it. Because you could say, like, the same... I don't know. There's a similar, like like i don't know perspective of like then boycott disney like don't go see disney pixar movies like like don't support anything star wars related like you could go like you could start to go down these lengths but we like do you do have to understand that like harry potter's in the in that like open world culture like all of that is like cemented in time that's not going anywhere like there's a whole section of a massive amusement park that's like visited by millions of people this video game will probably do very very well and like i think i still think that what the artwork that she created is still gonna do like a lot of good for people you know what i mean like it still has like game designers that like can create games and like live their life like that way a lot of kids will probably play this game and like you know still be able to like experience that world and kind of like imaginative world in a different way and also it's like there's not that many video games that are like like any parent can be like yeah like go play it like like there's no restrictions like enjoy and that they like love it and they like want to play it because most video games are like gory there's coarse language there's nudity there's drugs like that's just the reality so they like have a game that is like, you know, rated E for everyone that everyone's like maybe playing would be a unique experience and a benefit to like, especially younger kids who play video games. Yeah. So on one hand, I feel like that, but on another hand, I feel like maybe, you know, the trans people in our community would be hurt to know that like other people in their community are playing a game. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I and think- I don't want to, cause that hurt to anyone because I don't agree with her ideals. Yeah. I think there's definitely like different perspectives. I don't think, I mean, from my perspective, like I'm not going to be play, but you could, I try to look at like the positive and the benefits for like a lot of kids that, and that will probably play and people that will play anyways, because they just love like the Harry Potter world so much. Um, it's hard because there's so many like different things where it's like there are like so many positives that come out of things, but they can still like like have these like transphobic and homophobic undertones. Why does this thing have to be at the expense of someone? Yeah, but I would say, yeah, with that being said, I don't think we'll be playing it, but interested to see how it does. And um what's to come with the franchise and how much they work with jk rowling or how much they take it more so as like like they're the they kind of take the reins and run with it um and she probably will have at least less of a public presence with the franchise i would think yeah yeah it's interesting because in her position like i don't know if money influences her decisions so much anymore but it would influence the studios like warner brothers and things like that 
and what they advise. Mm -hmm. So I wonder what that balance is for things like, you know, the newer Fantastic Beasts that will be coming out. Um, Like, because I'm pretty sure she's involved in the screenwriting for those scripts. She wasn't for Harry Potter as much because that was just a Warner Brothers adaption of her book. And I think she was somewhat involved, but I know Fantastic Beasts, it's like new... New world. Yeah, like, like there's no book. To, there was a Fantastic Beast book, but it was not this huge story. Right. I, I'd be really interested to to just have a dialogue with other people about it and and hear what they think and feel and if they'll be playing it. Or even, like, having some sort of prompt on the game to say, like you know, we support equality and like everything like related to like trans rights and like do some sort of like charity work, like donating to trans uh, organizations. Cause I know that they did that for call of duty, like especially during black lives matter that like, like a lot of their stuff was like focusing on um, supporting the community and like stuff along that. They would be wonderful if they could do that, but Mm -hmm. we'll see. We'll see. Well, thanks for listening in, everyone. Yeah, thank you for listening in, and take care, everyone.